Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny and I'm here to look forward to this weekend's huge game at Sixfields as the Cobblers take on newly promoted Exeter City. Now usually we'd be speaking with a fan of the opposition ahead of the weekend, but it seems like they're all still pissed after celebrating promotion on Tuesday night. So instead, I'm joined by Charles Cummins. Hello! Hello, Charles. Hello! Are you going to... Are you going to pretend up to be... Up the Grecians, up them, <laughs> up the Grecians, up them. Get them. We're fan-owned and we're wonderful, we are Exeter City. That Excellent. is exactly what they sing on the Big Bank every week. The uh, Big Bank. Yeah, Big Bank. Yes, it's a very big bank. Huge bank. Huge bank. Um, like Charles, that, please. are you going to pretend to be an Exeter fan for all of this? I'm not, or no. Or you're not going to be able to keep up that pretense <laughs> no, I'm for not. half an hour? No, I'm so, not. sorry about not finding an Exeter fan, but you're just as good. Thanks, mate. I mean, don't apologise. I did tell you when we started doing this that the you hardest did, yes. thing about <laughs> doing the preview show is finding a fan every single week. And I will say, hats off to you for getting this far in <laughs> without having an issue. And yeah, I mean, thank goodness we haven't had to get a fire screen fan because that could have been that could have been early doors. That could <laughs> could have been really difficult. That yeah. one, yeah. But you know, yeah. well done. I, just because there isn't one this week doesn't mean that you haven't been working hard. I mean, literally, I've looked in the Twitter. DMs, <laughs> and you've asked pretty much every single Exeter City fan that That's is alive. Entire, entire fan base, yeah. <laughs> Including, oh, I tried to get Aid Edmondson on because he's an. Exeter did fan. you? I did. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. He's uh, he's not replied. He's not returned my follow. Oh, yet, so you probably had to go through his agent. 
yeah, I was trying to get in the sneaky back door, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> um, Never sneak in the back door, kids. It, it, it no. could have repercussions. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this is why we get an opposition fan on every week. <laughs> um, I was going to say congratulations to the fan, whoever came Thanks. on. Just they've, um, I'll they've say just thank been, you on their behalf. On their behalf, yeah. Um, I'll take it. Beat Barrow on Tuesday night. They came from behind to uh, to beat Barrow on Tuesday. Uh, pitch invasion, all that malarkey, all that the hype. Uh, Giovanni Brown was excited. <laughs> Pulled an all nighter by the. Pulled an all nighter. Ten o'clock in the morning, a video of him emerged, uh, <laughs> supping a beer at ten o'clock in the morning. That's what we like to see in the head of the weekend. We like that kind of. Thing. Did he also in that video tell his cat to f off? <laughs> <laughs> May well have done. <laughs> Sorry, it just I only watched it just about 10 minutes before we started recording and I just went who's he just sworn at? There's nothing there. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what? I, I I want to say you know it is congratulations and they are in order because for years now Exeter have been oh so close, haven't they, to getting yes. that promotion and to have finally done it and I know that nobody from Exeter City is listening because there's no Exeter City. Try saying that when you're drunk. Um, there's no Exeter fan on here to, you know, say, promote it for us like there normally is for our position fans. However, a big shout out to, first of all, the club's media team. There was a tremendous video. I mean, it's eight minutes long. I did skip quite a lot of it because most of it is just them scoring goals. Um None of which were against us, huh. uh, possibly because we beat them. But um, the video was very poignant and it was lovely. And we did mm. get, I, not to mention, but there were visuals of us because obviously they've lost in the playoff final three times now. Yeah, And of course, the last time was us. So yes. um, it was it was a really nice video. And I, mm. I just thought, you know, congrats to them. They do yeah. deserve it. I'm hoping yeah. that they'll now be on the beach. Yeah, let's let's hope so. They've they've been because they went down to the conference at one point, didn't they? So it's been a they went back down to the conference, back up to League One, promoted as League Two, sorry, promoted to League One straight away. This is in sort of the end of two thousand nine season. Um, come back down again, but they've just struggled so much. And they've been around and about. They're always in there with the favourites, aren't they? They're they're always one you look at and you think Exeter, good League Two team, mm. they could do it. They could go up. They've obviously become fan owned and all that kind of thing and. Got the plaudits for that, rightfully so. Um, they've got a great young manager in, Matty Taylor, who I was really impressed with in terms of how he responded to our defeat. Um, how, yeah, how we spoke about that after yeah. the game. Um, I'm surprised it's taken them a couple of years to get back up again because I think were they finished ninth last season. Um, bit of a surprise by that, but sometimes you do mm-hmm. get that after a playoff final defeat, don't you? And you, do. you, you got the fans back and everything and, and that. But yeah, fair play to them. They've done well. They've, they've um, Decent little club, deep well, little club, decent club. <laughs> Similar size to us, you think? So. Uh, possibly, yeah. I, I don't like doing that whole kind. Of, <laughs> there are obvious, there are obvious comparisons to make, or or, the, or rather, there are obvious clubs that are bigger than us and smaller than us. Yes. You know, so for example, you can quite easily go Man United are bigger than Northampton Town, right? And you Just, can also quite easily go um, Halifax Town are smaller than Northampton Town. Very yeah. easy, but but once you're kind of in this position, then I think mo- most teams are on the same sort of level. 
Yes. I mean, there are the odd exception, but I mean, eventually... You've got all, the, you've got all those teams you hate being in League Two that you say don't deserve a place in League Two. Well, it's not that they don't deserve. They clearly <laughs> do deserve a place in League Two based on the thing. But the thing that my my, my rant, which could last the whole half an hour if you want me to, <laughs> I mean, just to fill some time, uh, it is about the fact that there's no financial fair play as soon as you drop out of the Football League. So yeah. teams like Wrexham, for example, and I mean, don't get me wrong, if I was a Wrexham fan, I'd be absolutely loving it every night. I mean, I would have posters of Ryan Reynolds on my bedroom wall. You don't already? To be fair, I do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's great. You know, Stockport as well, all, all of those teams. The problem is, is that those teams can now afford, and you've got teams like Oldham, for example, who are then mismanaged by the looks of it. I don't know the full story, so please don't sue me. But it looks like they've been mismanaged and now they're going to drop out. They think, and I think I saw that there was a statement by Oldham last week or in the week that said something about how their budget next year will be the same as what they've had this year. Well, I'm sorry, Oldham fans no, and Oldham <laughs> Football Club, but that is not going to get you promoted from the National League because there are teams in there that have got budgets two or three times the size of what you're going to have next year. If your budget wasn't big enough to be able to stay up in League Two, it's not going to be good enough to compete at the top end of the National League. And that's down to the financial, you know, lack of financial regulation, essentially, outside of the Football League that allows teams like Salford, for example, to spend their way through the lower leagues to get into the effort. I mean, you look, how many years have Salford now been in League Two? Yeah. Two or three? Yeah. You know, yeah, I always say at the start of every season, how is it not a bigger deal that they're still there based on what their ambitions were and their financial acumen is? I, I don't understand why it's not been made more of a thing of. But Yeah, I mean, um, it's just yeah. that thing. So, I mean, if we go back to like Exeter, I, I would probably say that they are pretty much the same sort of size as we are. You can argue and people will argue that they are better than us at different aspects. You know, the fact that they're fan-owned, some people you know, cry themselves to sleep over that, don't they? They think it's the best thing in the world. But I mean, you know, as long as they're being football clubs are being run well, that's all that really Yeah, yeah, matter. that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what should matter. And, and matter I'd, I'd, much, I'd much rather see an extra go up than a Salford, if I'm honest. Oh God, um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I think fun. to me, they feel like they're a little bit ahead of us and that's all it is. I mean we could still go up at the same time, but I feel like they've lasted longer with I mean specifically going to Matt Taylor mm. easily could have been grumbles about him last season finishing ninth after getting mm-hmm. to the playoff final but stuck with him at a up and down start they drew a lot of games I think at the start of the season and it was only really after Christmas where they really kicked on and they've, they've, they've won what 17 of 22 games mm-hmm. but in that early period they could have easily pulled the plug on Matt Taylor but they've stuck with him and it was a similar kind of thing to Michael Duff at Cheltenham I think yeah that kind Continuity. of project, isn't it? Yes. And that's kind of what you want to see with John Brady, that that you just stick with it and stick with it. And if we don't end up going up this season, which we obviously we really want to do. Which we um, will, Danny. <laughs> which we will. Um, then you want to see us stick with it and and kind of carry on that good work that's been done. Yeah. Um, they're a bit of a blueprint, aren't they, I think, with, with everything. I was, I was talking to somebody uh, last week about and who, who has worked in football and we were talking about how football fans um or you know they'll they'll get on managers backs and then the manager will eventually get sacked and it, it, this person it was this person's belief that it isn't actually 
owners or chairman or or you know the people inside the business who sack managers it's it's the fact yes of course they do the actual act of signing the paperwork to you know exit them from their job but it's actually the fans that nine times out of ten will get the people sacked because it becomes untenable the fan you know the fan base are completely against it and it, it, it makes it a really difficult position for the owners of the club or whoever it is that makes the decision as to who's being the manager mm-hmm. but there's no statistically there is no such thing as a new manager bounce yeah it doesn't do anything you know it's a myth is essentially what we were discussing. We were talking about how changing your manager does not actually do anything to improve the results in the short term. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're losing games or if you're not doing very well, sacking the manager will not and getting somebody new in will not necessarily mean that you will you know immediately improve and do better in the long run as well. And yeah. and that's that's one of the things that I would like to see us now do is is have the continuity. We've we've had so long, haven't we, where we were chopping and changing managers. Keith Curl lasted a decent amount of time, I think, just in comparison to, you know, the likes of Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Dean Austin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Justin Edinburgh, what had gone before. What we really need is John Brady to be in the job for at least another couple of years. Yeah, I mean Keith Curl was was absolutely a stopgap. Like there was no two ways about it. He was the the firefighter mm. to, and I I don't know if it was ever in the plan for Keith Cole to go up. <laughs> if I'm honest, I think it was more. I think we it was a, for him. I think for he him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had ambitions for it, but I think we all kind of knew in the back of our heads. How is it going to work once we're up there? What's the next? And I think there was always going to be if we stayed in League One. Even there was always going to be a point where Keith Cole's tenure ran out in terms of League One. I think we need a plan to keep John Brady and Colin Coldwood and that coaching mm. setup through that and have ambitions, obviously, of staying up in League One first, but then what's next? I, I kind of get the feeling at the moment we can do that. Yeah, I, I think, think we've, we got, on. we've got a chance as a football club, I believe, to, uh, and, and I, people are going to laugh when I say this, but to do a very similar thing to what Man United did with Alex Ferguson. I don't mean in terms of results and you know <laughs> being the best team in the world. What I mean is, is that... Under Ferguson, United had a manager that was able to take a team, create a team, grow a team that was then successful, and then to recycle. Every couple of years, he had to bring in, you know, new blood, essentially, into that team. And he was able to recycle the team. He had countless numbers of squads over the years. You know, it would would be like two or three season cycles with... Alex Ferguson teams and they would have that continuity there would be players in there that would play for you know that one team for many many years in a row but then there would also be players that would come in and fill the gaps and that would be you know for a couple of seasons and then they would either move on sold or they'd get somebody in that was better and improve the team once more. We've got the opportunity now, I think, with John Brady and the current setup that we've got to kind of recreate that, to kind of just say, look, John Brady is a really, really good coach. And I think you've seen that with some of the players that have come in, not all of them, you know, the likes of Nicky Cabamba and, and Dylan Connolly, for example, Jordan Flores, not successful whatsoever. But there have been players that have come in 
and have grown, I think, under John Brady. Horsefall's one of them. I think mm-hmm. he's really stepped up to the plate since John Brady took over at the back end of last season. And you look at what, where we are. Ali Koike has come on tremendously, I think, from his time when he was at Bristol Rovers. From what I hear from Bristol Rovers fans, he had potential but didn't really show it. Whereas we're seeing the potential in him and we have done for pretty much all of this season. Um, I think we'll see the same thing with with like Apare and... I, I mean, the the big and the the obvious player to talk about how well has ha- uh, you know has performed under John Brady is Sam Hoskins. Mm-hmm. I know he still divides the fan base, but he is improved tremendously. And part of that is going to be down to the fact that Brady actually plays him in the same position more often than not. He's not yeah, just a yeah, utility but- player anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. I think, and I think the main thing with with all you're saying is patience, isn't it? And like yeah. we go on the pod every time we lose and dissect John <laughs> Brady's decisions and think, is he the right man for the job? Is like we've said that a couple of times this season when we've been sat in third and fourth place, and <laughs> you think you, you've got to think. We're so yeah, we. I mean, every football fan is, and I'm sure there's some Exeter fans that were sat there earlier on this season or definitely towards the end of last season, thinking, you know, is Matt Taylor the right person for him? But He's what he's got over two hundred games now for him, um, and you could just and he's the type of character you you think will he move on or will he want to carry on building with him? He's got I think I'm looking at it now. He's got the biggest high the highest percentage of wins ever for them in the league. There's I think Alex Inglethorpe had a higher one, but that was in non, in non league, so doesn't count as much I don't think, mm. <laughs> in terms of that. But in in league football, especially Matt Taylor's probably got the highest win percentage of any manager ever in their history um used to play for them i think as well mm-hmm. so he's got that background um came through the youth uh, sorry he um came through at bath and stuff and it seems fairly local i think he was born up north but he's yeah he just seems to have that connection to him and you, you hope for their sake that he's gonna stick with them and not be poached because the immediately once you go up people start looking at him people will start looking at the forest green manager yeah. people will start looking at matt taylor um probably the position that we're in, people won't look at John Brady as much because it's one season so far. Um, even if we go up, I think we've actually got a little bit of protection there this time. When I don't think yeah. people like Matt Taylor will be higher on people's agendas in terms of if you've got like a Sheffield Wednesday or something like that or you know the mm. next step up. Um, so it would be it, interesting because obviously it's the thing that happens with us time and time again, isn't it? Is when we get promoted, the manager tends to get nabbed and, yeah. and to go higher up. Or to a bigger club, um, and whether it works out for that manager when they move on or not, it doesn't really matter from our point of view. We then tend to struggle because we're starting again. As you say, it will be interesting to see for both Forest Green and for Exeter as to whether or not they will be able to keep hold of their management team and also their successful players, because mm-hmm. that's the that's the other part of it. But the one thing that I wonder that plays into their hands in regards to being able to keep all these people is again that continuity that they've had yeah because they've had players these aren't necessarily players that are having one season wonders they've moved to a club and it's suddenly been the right thing for them the right fit and they score a bit like um Mullin was it last season for yeah. Cambridge yeah, Paul Mullen, yeah you know he essentially went in there had one season with them which was amazing and then he signs for Exeter. Uh, sorry, then he signs for Wrexham for a lot more money granted in a league below. But I wonder whether the fact that you've got players like Exeter 
uh, Matty J, for example, who have been there for a a period of time, have been fairly consistent throughout that time and are now reaping the rewards of being in a a team that is successful enough to actually get them that one further step over the line than they've managed to achieve before. Mm. I think it actually means that they're more likely those, those players to stay on yeah, the basis of I've, I've been part of this project. The next step is the next step up. I'm going to be a league one player next season. So that's the challenge now is to yeah. keep that group together. Yeah. And and do that, and I, I think they possibly will. I think they stand a better chance of it than Forest Green do, personally, because I think Forest Green are a bit more of a, oh wow, one season you're up there kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't think League One teams are going to like going to St James's Park. No, um, it's a difficult atmosphere, isn't it? Mm. Uh, we we won, yeah, we won there early in the season, but I think it was a Tuesday night still. That that the big bank you mentioned earlier, it's intimidating mm. for, for a lower league team club, isn't it? It's and they make a noise, and you saw the scenes on Tuesday night when they went up. They've got the passion there. They've again great club. Um, it, it's very similar to what we've got in terms of and what we need to happen is that they need to carry this success into next season in terms of the fans. You know, they need to just like with us, we need to really get behind the team and really be cheering them on. I mean, look, you know, we sold out six fields for Saturday, yeah. which is brilliant. You know, I struggled to get a ticket. I've never struggled to get a ticket for any Cobblers <laughs> game, not even against Anfield, uh, against Anfield, against Liverpool at Anfield. I didn't ever struggle to get a ticket, whereas this time I did. Now, I thought you got freebies, are you? You're not at that level yet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I am not at that level. You're not, yeah, they've got your picture behind the desk. Oh, Jesus, come on, get, get him in. You do wonder sometimes, but no. Uh, that's more for don't sell it to him, probably. <laughs> uh, but we've, we need to kind of keep that momentum going. It's no good next season, whichever league we're in, come... When do we start? Is it July this time? July, yeah, end of yeah. July. So come July, that first game of the season at home, at Sixfields, it's no good us going back to crowds of 4,000, four and a half to five. Yeah. We need to be 6,000 plus, realistically. Yeah. because and it, and it should be that way. And, I'm, you know, it should be that way for Exeter too, where they, they, they keep going. You know, their stadium was absolutely rammed on mm. Tuesday night for that game against Barrow, and rightly so, because they all saw what could happen. We could get promoted. And... They all went in their numbers, and it, it's brilliant to see. We need to do exactly the same thing. We've got one game at Sixfields, which is a sellout, that we can actually show this is what we want. And all those people that talk about how we need Sixfields to have a bigger um, amount of seats, a bigger uh, um, capacity, well, as fans, we can help make that decision. Because if we were selling out Sixfields every single week, then the owners would have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we need to do. Yeah. And if that means taking a mate with you to the game, if that means you trying to get to more games than you do normally, um, you know, I appreciate it costs money to do all of these things. I, I, I really think that that is the thing that we as fans, we can do something about to force things these things through. It's no yeah. good just just basically slagging off people you don't like or you don't like the way that you've done something. D- 
do something about it. And the easiest way that we can do something about creating a really good atmosphere at the game and to get more money in the coffers for better players and better infrastructure and to prove that we need a bigger capacity is to week in, week out, have bums on seats. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, back to Exeter then. Sorry. Yeah, um, obviously got <laughs> another incentive for Saturday as well. We never mm. were saying, oh, we want Exeter to win so they can be on the beach. There's no way they can really be on the beach because of Forest Green. <laughs> I, I and, thought you were going to say they're not going to be on the beach because they're all going to be in bed nursing hangovers. No, <laughs> that too, hopefully. Um, they're now level on points with Forest Green, mm. 83 points each. Goal difference is eight in the favour of Forest Green. Um Last two fixtures, Forest Green are at Harrogate at home, and then crucially for us, maybe Mansfield away. Exeter have got us away, obviously, on Saturday, and then Port Vale at home, which is another one that could affect mm. us. How do you see that going? Title challenge now. I think Exeter have got the momentum, mm. and that worries me for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From <laughs> but what if I we were s- looking at it out of, you know, taking us out of the context of it, then I would be turning around and putting all my money on Exeter if I was a gambling man, which I'm not. Mm. Forest Green have wobbled. It, they have. A Harrogate seems the one that, I think from Forest Green point of view, they'll be wanting to go and smash Harrogate. Yes. And hope that we do them some sort of favour against Exeter mm. in they, I mean, they won't technically be able to win the league, but if they win and Exeter lose to us, then they'll be almost there on goal difference if they get a decent amount. Um, they probably won't want it to go to Mansfield away because that's going to be a tricky, tricky game for them. Port Vale at home, you think if Exeter are going for the title and they've got a home match against Port Vale, you, you'd expect them to pack it out again and back them and be going for yeah. it. It's 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 going to be tight, I think. It is going to be tight. We do. I mean, I mean, Forest Green have been dropping points to any old soldier, haven't they? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, losing four 0 to Barrow for goodness' yeah. sake. Um, who do you want to win the league, Danny? Take out take um, out the repercussions for us. Who yeah. do you want out of Forest Green or Exeter to win the league? I don't really care. You just don't care? No. I mean, you you know I'm a big fan of what Forest Green do. We've, we've had that discussion before. Yeah. Um, I, but it, to me, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It, like, whoever wins the league, it doesn't matter. I just want us to get over the line. And that would mean us taking points off Exeter, so... I know okay. you, you said don't go for the ramifications. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if, you, if we didn't have a part to play in the title race... Yeah, I still who, wouldn't care. Because we're going for third. I think that's... If, if we're like mid-table... Okay, think, okay I'm going to do yeah. this then too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we beat we're Exeter tenth. on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Harrogate beast beat Forest Green on Saturday. So it's so exactly it's the same. It's yeah. no different. Maybe yeah. there's slightly different goal difference, but it, I, I think Forest Green will still have the upper hand. I don't see... Um, a swing being that large um, okay. to overcome eight. Um, yeah. So it's one game left of the season. We are completely, you know, it doesn't matter about us because regardless of what happens, we just need to win the game. Yeah. So who who would you prefer to win the title? Um, Which football oh, club do you like better out of Exeter and Forest Green? That's, that's a tricky the question one. I'm that's a tricky you. one. That is a tricky one. I'll go Exeter. I'll give it to Exeter because I think it'd be quite funny. That, That's like, the Forest right Green, answer, by the way. Because Forest Green have dropped so badly, I think it'd be quite funny for them not to win the title. Yeah, and I feel I feel like that going into next season, it then becomes a little bit more of a not a bad way to end the season, but a weird way to end the season. And yeah, that kind of momentum you saw with Swindon, didn't you? Like they won the title in a really odd manner, where they had to come out on the pitch a couple of years ago and, yeah. and jump around and celebrate to no fans, and that. I think that affected them the next season as well. So I think, I think, yeah, I think Exeter. Give it to Exeter. 
I agree with I, you. Because they're a proper I think football will club. The, I, I think Forest Green will win the league. Uh, okay. I think I can see them hammering Harrogate and getting what they need against Mansfield. And I'm really hoping, obviously, that we beat Exeter and make it not matter. I mean, maybe um, that's that's the thing here, is that maybe that's what Exeter will be thinking as well. Although they're going to har- hammer Harrogate, we're up. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, so I wonder whether they'll come and... The way they play is quite attacking anyway. I wonder whether they'll just come all out balls out against us and just go for it. Because they've already had that high of promotion. Mm. Like if we were in that position, we're thinking the title's a bonus, aren't we? Like if we mm-hmm. close the gap that much, you think if you win the title, that's a, that's an extra bonus. But the yeah. thing we wanted was promotion. Well, maybe they'll just come out <laughs> and go gung-ho against us and it'll be a ding-dong. Do you think that would Could fall into be. our hands? Or Could do you do. think that would be dangerous? Yeah, I, I'd much us. rather that than someone come and sit sit back and yeah. put nine or ten men behind the ball. Absolutely. They, won't, they can't do that. There's no point in them doing that now, is no. there? They'll but play I think with we were, freedom, I think. But yeah. I, I do think that there's still going to be that element for both sides of caginess, of nervousness. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, of yeah, the sure. fact that, you know, obviously we're trying to get promoted. We're trying yeah. to get that P next to our name on our Twitter account. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what we're wanting to do. Exeter are going for the title. They want to have a C next yeah. to their name. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be that trepidation, Exeter. that caginess about the game, I think, regardless. Yeah, I think that. So two teams on top of the form table going mm. to this weekend. Um, it's going to be an occasion. It's a sellout, obviously. They're going to be packed. Their end's going to be jubilant because they've just won promotion. You know what our end was like at Portsmouth that time when we oh, just won yeah. the league. They're going to have a wild old time. Their last away game. And I think it's these kind of games that you think back to a year ago. You, you think we were just watching some dross football, mm. some awful players. It's fast forward a year later, it's, it's easy to forget that we were sat here just so down and so upset about what was going on. We said the whole club needs a reset. It's happened. A year later, we're, we've got a sellout against third against second. Their end's going to be packed. It's going to be an occasion. There's going to be probably people from Sky BBC there. It's going to be madly time I just want to go and enjoy it because mm. it's really rare that this this kind of thing comes around and if we win it's going to really carry us I think through to the last game of the season um, to, to set up something really special at Barrow um, so I just I'm desperate for us to win but I'm desperate to go and enjoy the day as well the build up but ha- when three o'clock hits I know I'm going to be a nervous wreck so you probably don't <laughs> want to sit sit near me again <laughs> <laughs> Um, Thankfully, I don't think I am. <laughs> You're just in on the on the top of the East End, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the um, only place they could fit me in. Yeah. <laughs> more important matters. Yes. Exeter's, Exeter's first team squad. I know you mm. like a game, uh, look through the squad Pardon? as much as <laughs> you like a look, right? Okay. Um, looking at Exeter's first team, as we oh, do, mm. who has the best hair? The most oh. important question of the entire podcast. Do you know there are some there are some um, nominations? I think we should run through the nominations first. So I'm yeah. going to start you off with Cameron Dawson, yes, the goalkeeper. Yeah, online from Sheffield Wednesday. They yeah, had a I solid th- season. Good keeper. It's the blonde highlights that do it for me. Something yeah, very nineties. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, number three, Jack Sparks. Jack Sparks. Yeah, he's got That's, uh, he's classic. got some Ryan Watson esque hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm, I'm never a fan. I, I find it difficult because you get some players. So, for example, um, there are a couple of players here very similar. Colin yeah. Daniel and Jordan Dyer. Uh, they've got that kind of bowl cut close to the <laughs> close Jordan. to the bone of your head, your skull, you know, kind of cut. Jordan Dyer has definitely used the big bowl. On his head. <laughs> he definitely used the big bowl. Yeah. Um, 
Neil's now listening intently. Uh, Alex Hartridge, he's got some nice curtains yeah. going on uh, with some highlights. I, I like that. Um, who else have we got? I did have another couple of players as well. Archie Collins has gone for a a nice. Is that a quiff? Would you call it a quiff at the front? No, right, um, Archie Collins is he? Archie Collins number. They're number eight in midfield. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a bit of a, bit quiff. Of a quiff going on. Yeah, a couple more curtained players in Jack Veal. Yeah, I like, I like a good curtain. And James okay. Dodd. Yeah, James, like Dodd, good, James Dodd's got a curtain. Would you call would the curtain? See, I call them the curtains, um, but some would call them the James Madisons these days. <laughs> I believe. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> Alfie Pond gets an honourable mention because first of all, he's got a lovely bit of hair on his head, and then second of all, his name is Alfie Pond. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then. My, uh, I, I then go Ben Seymour. And Ben Seymour, I think he's my favourite. I think he's... Uh, I he's, don't know what's going on up there, but... He's a contender for definite. It's, yeah. He's massive and bumpy. <laughs> it's the way that I could do describe bumpy is, is bumpy. the description that I give. Um, I do like Giovanni Brown with his... They're kind of sm- small dreads, would you sort of say? Because they're quite yeah. thin, thin dreads. Yeah. They might, they may well have been cut off in his ten o'clock in the morning <laughs> session the other yeah. day. And I also like because I do like a bit of a blonde highlight of Frande Zanzala because yes. he's got like speckles yes, at the tips. On yeah, his he was head. he was playing for Barrow earlier this season. I think he, he? was. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at the coaching staff, actually, Kevin Nicholson uh, he used to play for us. He did. Um, on the is the coach. Used to manage Mouse Hole apparently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> team called Mousehold, brilliant, based in Cornwall. Can I just give a mention? You do need to, if you're listening to this right now, and you're you've got your phone available there. Go to Exeter City's website and go to their first team, uh, like l- the pictures, what we're looking at now, and just scroll all the way down to the coaches. Matt Taylor looks like he's been caught in the headlights. <laughs> yes, he definitely does. <laughs> what, what what am I doing here? What's oh, going on? <laughs> He definitely does. Um, so, favourite hair? I'm going Ben Seymour. I think. I, and, um, I'm going to join you on that. Yeah, yeah. Ben he Seymour. probably can see more with a lot of the hair out the way of his face. Bump it. Bump it. So there we go. Predictions. I mean, we do usually discuss how they are at defending set pieces. Probably Any idea, know. Charles? Um, terrible. Terrible. I, yeah, I don't that's know. what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so predictions. Big mm. game Saturday, three o'clock. <sighs> I'm scared. Exeter. I don't want to make Give a, us a prediction. prediction. Oh, have we got jingle? Um, possibly somewhere. Probably <laughs> not. It, it's, I'm too nervous to find a jingle. I'm sorry. Oh, hands are shaking too much. You can't find the button. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not feeling. Oh, are you sure you want to make a prediction about this game? I am yes. bricking it. I'm bricking it too. Um, do you know what? To ease my nerves. I'm going to go with a good old-fashioned ding-dong. Oh. I'm going to go with a tremendous... Th- Do you know what? The one thing that we've kind of... Because we were on such a high, weren't we, after Saturday, after yeah. the Leighton Orient game. And then almost... And that lasted all the way through Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. But Happy then days. as soon as we saw the Tuesday night results coming in at sort of yeah. half nine and <laughs> a quarter to ten, everything just kind of got subdued. Yeah, it all tightened up again, didn't it? It did, and the nerves kicked in for me at that point. And I think the one thing that has happened for me is that I've stopped thinking about how good we were at the weekend against Orion (laughs) and worried about other teams. Yeah. 
we were. We don't, we don't need to worry about other teams, really. No, I know. We? That's the good we thing. We were exceptional against Orient, yeah. and we can be that good again against yeah. Exeter. So I'm going to back them. I'm going to back our boys. I'm going to go with a 3-1 win. Ooh. So not quite uh, a ding dong. I appreciate. I, but... I think it's. I think it's got ding dong written all over this one. Oof. I think they're going to come and attack. We're going to find some space in behind. Uh, Epi is going to go mad. <laughs> three two, three two win. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't that would be incredible if we? I, I can see us starting quickly and trying and catching them out a little bit and scoring early on because I think they're still going to be in that mindset of our job's done kind of thing. I but, think, then they're, but then they're going to refocus. They'll probably yeah. get a G up at halftime. And I think it, it'll, be, it'll be tight. Matt, but any way we can get it, yeah. one nil off someone's arse, I don't care. Just get it in. I, I do think that Matt Taylor is going to have a big decision to make in regards to who plays because it really <laughs> does look Brown's like... Not they, looking favorable. I mean, <laughs> it really does look like they have been partying for days. Good. And I... And I love that. I, I think it's great. And of course, it's brilliant for us as well. It's going to be hard for him, I think, to choose a team and, and pick a team of players who are not extremely hungover. So <laughs> I, I think it's going to be great. I, I You know what? I know it's going to be a, a nervous, you know, cagey type of game, but we need to create an atmosphere on Saturday that is just... Yeah, really getting behind the boys and, and, and cheering them on to yeah. hopefully not just victory, but promotion as well. I know we won't be able to find out whether we are. I mean, are there ramifications no, that Monday, I mean, Port Vale, could we it, be promoted it, it, it or not? We could do, but there's too many teams chat faced like below Port, uh, Port Vale, Mansfield, Bristol Rovers, all of them could, it only takes one of them to win their game, doesn't it? Right. I don't think that's. I can't see it being sealed on Monday. Really, if it so is, we'll obviously we'll probably do some sort of live stream or something. <laughs> I mean, if it comes down to it, but I, I, I think it's going all the way either okay. way now. Okay. Um, uh, before we go, mm. I've done our predictions. Um, other good news: oh. NTFC women won on Tuesday night. They did two nil away at Mansfield, which is a huge result, massive, like, massive result. They're Mansfield up in fourth um, going into the game. Uh, third, I think, actually, sorry, going into the game. Um, massive result. 2-0. Alex Dix with both of them. And I've got to say, we've seen one of the videos online. Um, what an absolute beauty. From the pass, the control, the finish is incredible from Alex Dix. And from, from the pass as well. I can't, I can't quite see who made the pass from left back. But they are right up there. They've got Mansfield again at the weekend at home. I'm going to try and get over there, I think, for that one, because that's another huge one. They're four points behind Chesterfield with four games in hand as the title race goes right to the end. So that'll be something as well um, to keep an eye on over the weekend and get on down there if you can. But I think that's all for now. Lovely. Charles, thank you for being our resident Exeter fan. You're very welcome. <laughs> Up the Grecians. Uh, if anyone knows a Barrow fan, I'm going to try and get in early for next week. So <laughs> it might take a while. I think uh, we will have some <laughs> potential honorary Barrow fans in the ground next week mm. in the home ends more than likely but uh, thank you for listening we'll be back in your ears on Tuesday morning as we react to what's going to be some afternoon at Sixfields we'll see you then goodbye
Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.